Welcome back to Books by Chapters. I'm Jared Davies, and today we're looking at Factfulness Chapter 3, The Straight Line Instinct, the most terrifying graph I've ever seen. It was 2014, and he, the author, was sitting on his office when he received a graph of the Ebola outbreak. Like many others, he saw tragic images of people dying in the streets, so it's safe to say that everyone was freaking out at that time. Dude, I remember there were news of Ebola zombies. Now that got me to stack cans of beans, you know. But he encountered many outbreaks like this before, and he assumed it would be soon contained. Though that didn't stop him from looking at the data this time. The graph shocked him into fear and immediate action. The adrenaline was pumping now. The disease was spreading so fast, it might as well be a zombie apocalypse. It was doubling like one. 2, 4, 8, 16. He was immediately reminded of an Indian legend. The Lord Krishna asked for one grain of rice on the first square of the chessboard, then two on the second square, four on the third square, doubling the number of grains each time. By the 64th tile, he had enough rice to cover the whole of India, 30 inches deep. Doubling is scary. The straight line instinct. If I were to throw an apple in your face, you'd probably duck to avoid it. That is the straight line instinct. You know, you dodge the apple because you assume it's going in a straight line. And good for you, avoiding an apple to the face. This is one of those things that helped us survive millions of years ago. The guy who thought the lion isn't running straight at him, that it would somehow swerve to the side before closing in, isn't our ancestor. But when looking at data, it gets weird. Sometimes it's S-shaped, sometimes you get a hump, sometimes it's C-shaped, sometimes it goes up and up, then it goes down like Mariana's trench. I mean, you have a roller coaster. So it's wrong to assume that everything is moving straight, like population growth, for example. And he has the story of his grandson, he was 9.5 inches when he was born. In his first six months, he grew up to 26.5 inches. That's seven inches in such a short time. That's a scary growth rate. If we extrapolate and use the straight line instinct, on his fifth birthday, we'll get a five foot toddler. And on his 10th, we have a 13 foot child blowing his cake. But that's just silly. Like the misconception that the population just keeps on increasing and we'll have this apocalypse? Fact question 5. There are 2 billion children in the world today, aged 0 to 15 years old. How many children will there be in the year 2100, according to the UN? A. 4 billion, B. 3 billion, and C. 2 billion. The correct answer is 2 billion, the same as today. But how can that be? I thought the population is just increasing. The mega misconception that the world population is just increasing and increasing. Let's take a look at this. In 1948, women on average gave birth to 5 children each. 69 years later, it went down to an all-time low of 2.5 children. Back in 1972, Bangladeshi women had on average seven children. 
Today, it's down to two children. What's going on here? See the pattern? Back in 1800, when 85% of humanity was in extreme poverty, women on average gave birth to six children. You'd think that the population would skyrocket. Instead, it was flat. Out of the six children, only two become parents themselves. Extreme poverty, perhaps the most tragic part of it, is knowing that not all of your kids will reach adulthood. Imagine one of your three-year-old playing out in the rain, having fun, kicking puddles. A couple of hours later, his temperature would rise up. He got the common cold. With no medicine around, just like that, he dies. So, what do you do? Like gardening. When you have a fragile, hard-to-grow plant, the best way to ensure a high survival rate is to plant more. And speaking of gardening, you have to realize that most people in extreme poverty is out in the fields. So they need more children to take care of the farm and the animals, right? It's no wonder that if you combine the parents at levels 2, 3, and 4, you get an average of 2 children. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is investing billions of dollars in healthcare and primary education for those who are in extreme poverty. Yet, many highly educated people contact their foundation telling them to stop. The argument is this, if you keep saving the poor, you're going to kill the planet by overpopulation. I'm sure that these people aren't evil, you know? I think they have their own way of seeing things. It's a lack of understanding and a blurry worldview that makes them say such things. Let's be factful about this. How saving lives won't lead to overpopulation. Parents in extreme poverty need many children for two reasons. Child labor and insurance in case some of their children dies. If you give these people basic education and health care, women will learn family planning, how to use contraceptives, and literate mothers can read the labels in the medicine box. Now, when little Jimmy gets sick, they have paracetamols on the ready. Their children vaccinated, they won't have to worry about early child deaths. Also, educated children will have better opportunities to work in the city. No more laborious work in the fields. That means no need for a family of 10. Across all cultures and societies, parents have one thing in common. They want fewer, well-educated children. It's not that parents in extreme poverty want more children. I mean... Raising kids is hard, especially if you only make a dollar per day. And that's the chapter for today. This chapter was what got me into the book. For the longest time, I thought we would have like 20 billion people crammed in the earth, you know? Houses will no longer exist. We will live in these tiny boxes. I'm gonna eat some soylent green. Well, I'm glad that my... my my imagination was just a misconception. And that's the chapter for today. Stay curious.